Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. So I'm Tim, I'm, I'm the youth pastor at CityGate Church. Uh, it is a, a pleasure and honor to be here uh, to speak with you. On behalf of Pastor Julian and Sharon, um, they'll you know, we welcome you, and um, it's going to be a good, good Sunday. Uh, let's quickly pray. Father God, we are open today, Lord. Our hearts are open to receive. These are uh, good season to good ground, I declare today, Lord. Our, so- our soil, the ground is healthy and well, Lord. And uh, speak to us, speak to us, speak to me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit. And um, I pray that this word today, Lord, will be uh, powerful, is uh, sharp, and is alive and active. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Awesome. So, Man and Fire. Today, I've titled a preach called Trained to Win. Everybody say, Trained to Win. One more time. Trained to Win. We've been to training here before, like gym training, swimming. Yeah, yeah, we have. We have. Most of us have. Um, most of us, you know, we aspire to train. We know we should go to the gym. We want to go to the gym. Um, and then come 5th of January, 7th of January, we're like, uh uh. Yeah, done. After two days, three days, our body's aching, and it was like, we give up. It happens. It happens. All of us, at some point in our lives, give up. But today, I want us to hopefully come out of this today empowered and inspired and encouraged to know that, you know what? I can do it. I can win. I can win the race. I can run the race and I know that, you know what, God is with me, God is for me, then who can be against me? Anyone believe that here today? Not, it's not as easy, it's not as straightforward as that. There are so many distractions. Do you agree? Distractions, they're not always, they're not always obvious. Sometimes we can be oblivious to distractions. Sometimes what's wrapped as a prize Sometimes what's wrapped as rest, as Dwayne said last week, sometimes what's wrapped as comfort and peace is actually a distraction. It's important for us to know God in everything that we do, to hear the voice of God. Personally, I've never heard an audible voice of God, but I hear God all the time. I see God all the time. I look around. I'm outside in nature. I look around in a room. I look around in the stage, and I see God in everything. I see God in everything. And if you're not seeing God, then hopefully today, I can just move you just a little bit, a little bit towards that. It is vital that we fix our eyes on the author and creator of our faith the author and perfecter of our faith. I've looked at a few translations of Hebrews 12 too, and it's also said that the founder and perfecter of our faith, and then NIV said the pioneer and, perf- and perfecter of our faith, and the last one, NLT says the champion. If you're a champion, there's no one else. If you're a champion, there's no one else. And how many of you know that Jesus is all, he's, he's our champion? He's already won it all. He's already won it all. There's no need for us to, to fight, to, to try so hard and will I ever be good enough? You'll never be good enough. You'll never be good enough. But as soon as you accept Jesus into your heart, do you know what? You partner with him. And it's like, it's not you on your own. And then it's like, he's with you. He's always with you. Whatever you go through, know that Jesus is, again, for you. Jesus is by your side, in front of you, and beside you, behind you. He's everywhere. 
But I wonder how many of us are so distracted and like, ah, oh, I've been trying so long. You know, I've been, I've been uh, believing for something for so long and I'm so close to giving up. I want to encourage you today, keep training, keep training, keep training because you are a winner. Because we have the champion on our side. So uh, I'll share a little bit of synopsis for those of you who haven't seen the movie. It is an 18. Don't show it to your children. <laughs> um, but it's basically about a, a burned out former CIA agent, Denzel Washington, my all-time favorite actor. Let's go! Mm-hmm. 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 You think you can talk to me? 24-7 lockdown! What movie is that from? What movie? What movie? What movie? Training Day. <laughs> some, of the, some of the Christians are like, um, Training Day? Which I think. I don't know. I don't know. I just heard it from a friend. <laughs> Training Day, man. One of my favorite movies. But today's Man on Fire. And I love Denzel. He's just, he's amazing. Man. Uh, he's a man of faith as well. But basically, so Denzel born, burned out for a former CIA agent. His purpose again. When he was hired as a body by a family living in Mexico City, he committed and invested his life into protecting and training Pita, the girl in the trailer. However, she gets kidnapped for ransom, and if you've seen some Denzel movies, it, it doesn't go well for the bad guys. <laughs> it doesn't go well at all. Um, yeah, it doesn't go well. And then Denzel Washington goes out, he's determined, He's determined to know what happened and uh, to find the people who kidnapped Peter. It is R18 because of the graphic revenge violence. But there's, um, there's a clip in a movie that I want to focus on today. There's so many things I could focus on. I could focus on about how he, um, he, he tickled one of the fingers. Um, and, or I could talk about other stuff. Um, but today I'm going to uh, show a clip of the training scene of this girl because she's competing and um, she's, she's scared. She flinches all the time when you hear the gunshot. Um, if you're a swimmer, if you've, if you've seen the Olympics, you'd know about boom. And you're like, sometimes you flinch. Sometimes, you know, you don't know how to react. It's the same with sprinters, right? Sprinters have it. Um, and... Uh, so Denzel was like, hmm, okay, let's, let's see how we can work with this, because I want you to win. I want you to win. But uh, let's, let's watch the clip today, and then um, we'll go from there. <laughs> I'm tough, Creasy. Yeah? No such thing as tough. There's trained, and then there's untrained. And now, which are you? Trained. Trained, okay, let's go again. Come on. Trained or untrained? Are we trained or untrained? Are we trained or untrained? Are we trained to win? We are trained to win. Now, the gunshot in a clip can represent a traumatic event. It can represent fear, doubt, uncertainty, whatever it is. Just try and imagine it. What's that gunshot for you? What's that thing that, that makes you jump and flinch? What's that thing that wakes you up at three in the morning and you're like, oh, you feel a bit anxious and you know that it's not from God or you know that it's something that God wants you to deal with and God wants you to deal with and tackle and he wants to pull you out of it. He wants to free you from it. What is that one thing for you? What's that gunshot? The great thing is the gunshot has no power over you. 
He has no power over you. There's no hold over your life. There's no hold over your family, over your children, over your dreams, over your businesses. He has no hold. When Jesus died on a cross, he's paid for it all. So we don't have to be prisoners of darkness. So we don't have to be prisoners of fear. But he's come to set us free. And he says in the word that he who the son sets free is free indeed. There's no turning back. There's no going back. It may be loud. The gunshot may be loud. We'll have seasons. We'll have seasons in our lives that it's all over you. It's in front of you. It's right in your face. It's on your social media. It's on the letters that are coming through your doors. It's in the school, it's in the school settings. Maybe you're a young person here. You dread going to school. You dread going to work. Because you just don't like the environment. But you know what? No one, nothing has power over your life. Jesus has it. Jesus has it. Jesus has got you 24-7. But a gunshot is a reminder of who God is and who you are in Christ. Psalms 27.1 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. I want to encourage you when, when those gunshots come, be quick. Everybody say, be quick. Be quick, be quick in what, Tim? Be quick in giving God thanks. He says in 1 Thessalonians that, in all things, give God thanks. Give him thanks for everything. Be quick in making a joyful noise and a joyful shout. We don't just make noise here for on Sunday just, just for the hype. Oh, it's just nice. You know, we want to wake the neighbors up. It's no. We make noise because we know who lives in us. We make noise. We have so much joy in the inside. Okay, I know all of us have... Um, What's that word for it? Um, resting, blessed face. We've all got a resting, blessed face. But don't let that be just on a Monday to Sunday when you're happy, when you're perhaps sad, when you're upset. Don't let that be your norm. Like what happened to the uncontainable joy? Express it. And you know what? Enemy doesn't like it. The enemy doesn't like it that if, you, if you're jumping with joy and you're making so much noise when everything that he's put around you, he thought he was going to bring you down. He doesn't like it. You're making noise. But go and I'll encourage you today, go and hit that bell, whatever that is, and go, yep, you may come against me, but guess what? My God is bigger. I, you, you, I'm surrounded by so many angels. I'm surrounded by the Spirit of God. But as winners, it's important to know his voice. Winners know his voice. Not all sound is from God. <laughs> the amount of people, even myself, like, you know what? I've been a Christian for many years and um, it's a continuous work. I never get to the end. I'm, I'm never, I can never say that, yep, I made it now. I, I know it all. Um, no, there's always a continuous yeah. work in me. Yeah. And I've learned to discern some sounds. There are some sounds that it's like, 
maybe, I don't know, you're, you're, it's like those, I don't know what the word for it, but it's like when you're being encouraged, but at the same time, you feel heavy after, because you're kind of like very discouraged. Do you know what I mean? It's like, um, I can't think, let me give you an example, maybe if someone says, maybe after this, it's like, oh, it's really good that, you know, you're, um, you're not the guy that you used to be now. Um, yeah. Remember at youth, when you would play explicit songs at youth? And, um, yeah, you've come a long way. Yeah. It's really nice preach. Yeah. I was part of the youth team before, so, um, yeah, I would... I'm so glad that somebody gave me a chance, gave me a go. And somebody said, you know what, 18-year-old, 19-year-old team said, go and do the media. And it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. But out of that, that foundation, because I was surrounded by people, I was listening to the right sounds. I'm like, I'm going to listen to the youth pastor. I'm going to listen to the senior pastor, Julian Melfi. I'm going to listen to Pastor Sharon. And I'm going to stick to this. I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to listen to God's voice through these people and not the ones that's like, hmm, you leave me heavy. You leave me with so much weight. Like, stay away from that. There's... There's also earthly noise versus joyful noise. Like the earthly noise, we are so bombarded by it. On the tip of our fingerprints, there's noise everywhere. Junk, clutter. What is that thing that's stopping you from getting to the source of your sound? What is the source of your sound? Because some of us escape to material things. Some of us escape to... Amazon.co.uk. Some of us escape to Ben and Jerry's. Let's be real here today. Some of us ex- you know, escape to Magnus, Boomers. If you don't know it, it's good. Um, but let's just be real here today. Because I believe that the Word of God is here today to set people free. Enough is enough. If does the sound that you've been escaping to, escaping to, guess what? The sound that you have been escaping to in the future will be the sound that you need to escape from. You'll be a prisoner of it. Don't do it. Don't do it. In John 10, 27 to 30, he says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one, no one, and nothing can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me, and he's more powerful than anyone and anything else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. See, we know and can discern the shepherd's voice through the Holy Spirit. If you're here and you've never accepted Jesus, then you know what? I'll give you an opportunity at the end. If you're here, perhaps, and you know you've gone away. It says in that, in John as well, that he is the gate. The door is open. The door is open. You can go in, you can go out, you can find pastures in there. You can find rest, you can find comfort and peace. And no one can snatch us out of God's hand. Second point in order for us to win is winners do something. Everybody say, do something. Turn to the person next to you and say, do something. I mean, if it's your spouse, I feel like there's a little bit more passion there. <laughs> your kids, do something. 
Winners do something. We ought to be doers, not hearers only. When was the last time you did something? When was the last time that out of the summer Sundays, perhaps out of Pastor Sally's or Dwayne's preach, you did something about it? What's that one thing that you did something about it? Nothing? I challenge you, go back to your notes. Pick one thing. You're like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Perhaps it is the prayer life. You want to step up your prayer life. You know what? I pray sort of once a week. Then stop maybe praying in a car. While you're driving, maybe you've never spoken in tongues, maybe try. See, a wise man does not simply know the truth. He acts and does according to Revelation. Be doers. Now, back to fear. Some of us perhaps are asking, what do we do about the fear? What do we do about perhaps the, the bills, the sickness, the lack, the anxiety, the depression? I put on here, the three things that I could think of is that identify, declare, and then move. Identify your fear. Like the girl in the video clip. She identified her fear. It was the gunshot. She's fast in the water. She can run. She can swim well. But her fear, what's stopping her from winning, from never coming past a third or second, is her fear of the gunshot. She flinches. Identify what it is. And then declare the word of God. Speak life over it. Perhaps it is sickness. Perhaps you got a bad report this week or last year. Then just declare every day. Declare, wake up and by his stripes, I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. And then get on with your day. And watch. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. And then lastly, move. Do something about it. Do go to the doctors. Do go to the doctors. Do take your medicine. Do rest. Your doctor said, your physio said, rest, rest. It's just as simple as that. Sometimes we over-spiritualize so many things when we just, need, we just need to rest. We just need to sit down. We just need to take this. We need to do the exercises. Do it. Identify, declare, and move. Winners, tune in to the right frequency. As you put in the work, do you know what? Tuning in to God's will for you means to work on all aspects of your being. On, I, I don't know about you, but you know, I've come across some people who are so strong in their spiritual life, but then physically they're, they're like, no, no, you know, I love God, God loves me, it's fine. <laughs> and there are some people on the other side of the, the other end of the spectrum. Perhaps, you know, they're investing so much in their physical health and then their mental health and stuff. I'd ask him, how's, how's your spiritual life? How's, how's your Bible reading? How's your prayer life? It's not just one or the other. It's, it's all of it. You have to tune in to the right frequency in every aspect of your life. What books are you reading? What music are you listening to? What do you need to pause? What do you need to stop? What do you need to start? To create a new habit and to develop new healthy habits that will draw you closer to God. What is that? That is the goal, is to develop new healthy habits that will just push you closer to God. Keep watering, 
keep watering that mustard seed of faith. Next one. As winners, we train for a marathon, not a sprint. Anyone agree with that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, good. Because if you didn't, then you'll have to agree to it anyway. <laughs> I'm joking. Hebrews 12.1.2 says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Faith life needs endurance. It needs endurance. It needs stamina. I, it is my prayer that we don't become a, a one-month Christian, you know, a two-month follower of Jesus. They go so high and spice up so high and then comes crashing down. Check your foundation. On Frylands, I was speaking on, to our young people about building your lives or your house on a solid foundation. Check your foundation. What is your foundation? What do you need to water? What do you need to dig a little bit? Do you need to dig deep into the word of God more? And you need to run with intent. As we train for a marathon and not a sprint, you run with intent. Let us run the race that was placed before us with the intention to win. I don't know about you. Maybe it is you. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's your thing that you perhaps need to work on. Maybe if you're so comfortable and just, oh, I'm just, just doing, oh, I'm just in this role for 10 years. I always ask people, it's like, what's, what's the next? What can you see? What's the next progress? What are you believing for in your job? And there's so many, it saddens me that people sometimes say, oh, I'm just, I'm content. I'm just, you know, content in this level one role and it's fine, pays the bills. I believe that Pastor Sally spoke in Field of Dreams. Stir something up. Stir something up. Pray about it. And when you pray about it, I wonder how many of us actually hear from God and God speaks to us, but you're like, I'll just keep praying again. I, I don't think God wants me to be a manager. I think he just wants me to be like, you know, a member of staff. What is it? Perhaps you need to move on. Perhaps you need to start that business that you've been procrastinating and putting on hold for so long. Like, you can't even use COVID as an excuse now. <laughs> it's like, oh, COVID, COVID happened. Like, I'll leave that there. But with this race, the great thing about it is, is we may struggle, there may be challenges on the way, but Jesus has already cleared a path before us. So there'll be no blocks, there'll be no dead ends on the way. Jesus has already taken out every dead end. He's made a new way when there is no way. He has come to save us. He has come to give life. But is God in your vision? I was reading this book called Neuro Habits, and it says this about visualization. Visualization is detailed imagination. You use your mind's eye to picture yourself executing whatever it is you're planning to accomplish. Visualization helps build a sense of awareness and expectation. I thought, I love that. And actually, like, faith life is not just, 
oh, yeah, 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 I'm believing for this and believing for that. Sometimes it starts with imagination. God wants you to dream. God wants you to imagine. He gives you pictures. As you're driving, as you're walking out in the park, as you maybe at a shopping center, and something on the inside just goes, oh, I, I, I like that store. I think I've always been passionate in maybe scents or perfumes. Like I've always wanted to create my own scent and perfume, my own line. Or maybe it's fashion. I've always wanted to make that clothing and design and stuff. Then do something about it. Imagine it. Imagine where God is in there. God is in it. Visualize how God would take you further to greater depths that you've never imagined, you've never asked for. And lastly, visualize how God positioned you at the highest place over your fear. You're not, you're not, you're not under your fear. You're right at the top with God and going, hey, child, hey, son and daughter, Look under there. The, the, the fear is already under your feet. It's done. It's done. And my last point today is the gunshot is not to be feared of. It's not to be feared of. It is an opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to show himself strong again. It's an opportunity for God to do it again. It's an opportunity for another victory. That you have it in your trophy shelf and going, look, look what I've been through. <laughs> Come on, the enemy tried to kill me, but guess what? I'm getting back up again. I'm jumping with joy. Thank you so much, God, for bringing me this. Thank you. Thank you, God. In all, in all things, give God thanks. Thank you, God, that there, was, there is these bills coming. Because I know that you will provide. I will work. I will be faithful in my work. I will have integrity. I will be honest. I will, I will love my coworkers. I will love my managers. It may not be the salary that I want. But you know what? God, you're faithful. Thank you. These bills will be paid. You are my provider. I'll keep on tithing. In fact, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to be generous. Why don't I be generous to someone else? Hey, who can I bless on my phone book? Hmm. Okay, let me just drop them an envelope. Let me drop them a check. I mean, who uses check? Let me drop him some Bitcoin. That's, that's more 2022. It's an opportunity for another victory. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep training to win. Because the way we learn to be more resilient is to practice dealing with and winning over difficult things. Imagine if kids just didn't train. Imagine if kids didn't exercise. Imagine if kids just like lie down in bed all day and maybe some kids do that now. I encourage you to get them outside. <laughs> Have them run around. Have them join Frylands. But in order for us to win, we need to practice. And there are so many things that we can't control. And don't lose your strength, don't lose your energy in those things. I mean, feeling sad, feeling disappointment, all of those stuff, you have power over. You can manage it, you can control it. You can overcome it. In fact, you have already overcome it. Identify, declare, and move. Identify what that is, declare the word of God, and then move. 
As we close, I think, again, some of us, I hope, are encouraged by this. But I wonder if there's anyone here today that's like, you know what? I've, that's me. You've been talking to me, Tim, right from the beginning. I have that fear. I have that thing. The fear of lack, insufficiency, the fear of broken families, the fear of losing my child, the fear of not having a child. Let's make this real. Perhaps you're a young person, you dread going back to school in September. I think today Jesus wants to speak to you. He wants to set you free. He wants you to identify what that thing is. He wants you to declare his promises and his goodness and his faithfulness over it. And then he wants you to move. But he will never leave you nor forsake you. As you move, he'll hold your hand. He'll hold your hand. He'll never let go. Once you've accepted Jesus, you you can't come out. He's got you. Even though from time to time you might not... You might turn away from him from time to time. You might choose to put headphones on and listen to something else and block out his voice. He's still there. He's still waiting. He's waiting by the door, welcoming you, arms wide open. So I'm just going to ask everyone to just close your eyes and bow your heads. And if you're here in this place today that you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, in fact, you don't even know who what this whole thing is. You're still just, you know, trying to figure it out. I encourage you, all you need to do is say yes. Just say yes. You don't need to to come clean. You don't need to change your pattern instantly. All of that would just happen naturally with support and all of, most importantly, with the help of the Holy Spirit. So if you're in this place and you're like, Tim, do you know what? I want to accept Jesus into my heart. On a count of three, I'm just going to ask you to just raise your hand. No one else is looking. One, don't miss this opportunity today. Two, the shepherd is knocking at your door. He's knocking and saying, come, it's okay. There's peace here. I've got you. There's love here. And if that's you here today, you want to accept Jesus for the very first time, or you want to come back, three, just raise your hand right now. Yep, yep, I see you can put your hands down. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Put your hand down. Is there anyone else in this room? Yes, thank you. You can put your hand down. Is there anyone else? Like there's another person here that just, there's that something on the inside, just knocking, knocking, knocking. Say, do it, do it, do it. Anyone else that you want to accept Jesus into your heart for the very first time? Okay. We're all going to say this prayer, repeat this after me, especially those who accepted Jesus into their heart. Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you sent your only son, Jesus, to die for me. Come into my heart and make me a brand new person. I've turned away from the way I've lived. And from this day forward, I want to live for you, in Jesus' name.